Trump's trade war is aimed at reshoring, but will it work? Producer price data shows surging trucking and transportation rates. Can you solve the driver problem by making trucking cool again? A new frack sand giant is born amid an industry shift, and the CEO Shell wants a swifter ban on diesel and petrol cars in the UK. I'm JP. And I'm Chad. And we discuss all this and more on this week's episode of What the Truck. So exciting to be here with you on episode 19, JP. Here on what, July 12th, 13th? I would say it's I'm a big deal. It feels like it's Friday the 13th, and I'm kind of nervous about what's happening. Really? Yeah. You have I'm superstitious. Triskaidekaphobia? The fear of the number 13? Did you know what that was? I Apparently I do. You seem terrified. I, was, I am. Um so uh what do you what are you drinking there bro well i'll give you a hint it's orange it's green and there's a picture of a nice big trout on the can it's bell's too hearted people Ooh, what you got there chad well i've got a highlight high alive not a not a not a high life <laughs> the champagne of beers. oh no not the high life although but i will not I the will champagne of beers more of the lacrosse racquetball hybrid beers yeah i have to say that this uh this is a beautiful gorgeous caramely they it, it, it claims that it by cigar city brewing it claims that it's what is uh, cigar city they they are a cool brewing company out of uh, Tampa, Florida. Interesting. Yes, Cigar and this, this uh, strangely enough, yeah, I guess it's the the Cuban connection. Right. So uh, I would think Havana, but but okay. but it's a strange name. Like why high a lie that that yeah. they they call it a merry game. It doesn't seem like a merry game at all. Is where they they throw those. No. Those 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 balls out of the 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 things that they're throwing them out of as fast would, as they I can. I would call that a terrifying game. <laughs> yeah, a, a, not a, merry. a merry game to me is you know Rip Van Winkle bowling nine pins on the village green. Ooh, that does sound Washington. merry. That's, Ma- you that's know what merry. else is merry? Maybe a little cornhole that can be merry. That could be merry until you get a little competitive with it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but so anyway, but highlight as a as a beverage. It's got you know it, it it compares favorably in its malt grain bill with uh, with the Bell's Two Hearted I would say but guess what rather than you know as opposed to last week's promenade mm-hmm. with four hops guess how many hops I win the hops war I'm gonna say six six is correct that's because I already told you I don't know which six they are. But um, boy, I mean, it's surprising that they don't call this a NEPA. Really, but be you know a New England yes right IPA. But but being from Tampa, a New England maybe PA. Maybe maybe they maybe they let's get a little more in there. Um, maybe they just have a thing against the Yankees. Yeah, maybe they just they're just like this. They're like is look, we're making a we we're making a nice India. hazy unfiltered, uh, you know, double you know whatever hopped. Nipa, but we're not going to. It's it nice, it, you know what? You know, one of my favorite things to do is talk uh, headlines of the week and trucking transportation while having a gorgeous beer. Samesies, 
so what? So uh, what's up? So one of the fun, uh, crazy, insane headlines of the week is well, yeah, we all know it's the Trumpian tariff. Trump tariffs. Yes, yeah, it certainly gives us a lot to talk about. Right, it's hundreds of billions of dollars of extra costs <laughs> on the American consumer. Whoa, you're just cutting right to the chase, aren't you? Well, you know, it's 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 a little uh, bewildering to me. One one of the things that's funny about all the things that are going on with the tariffs, you know, it it feels like the tariffs are beginning to feel less like possible strategic targets and more like an indiscriminate bombing campaign. Have you ever went to buy a new iPhone and said, this should cost about 25% more? I have not. In fact, the opposite. Then you probably are not in favor of these tariffs. So you're saying none of us should be? Well, the latest consumer products to be targeted include everything from tuna and salmon uh, and and other fish to luggage tires, car uh, dog leashes, uh, 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 handbags, toys, baseball gloves, furniture, apparel, mattresses, electric lamps, and television cameras. I mean, is there anything that it doesn't touch on? Pretty much, the aim could be anything imported from china yeah and trump actually said that he um is consider you know he you know the goal was essentially to target every dollar of chinese imports that we bring into this country which is you know a big chunk of our you know consumer economy this is what i think uh jp like i think that our audience probably has heard a lot about this anyway um, there, there's an interesting analogy that you, you, you talked to me yeah. about like, what, yeah. like what, what, why to me, are tariffs frustrating to you? To me, like, what's the analogy? To me, they don't work because we saw this on the, um, the initial sort of play that Trump made with the, the trade war stuff when he put the tariffs on, um, steel and aluminum. Okay. Right. Yeah, the Supposedly to encourage renewed employment among our nation's depressed rust belt you know post-industrial centers right but u.s steel you know stock exploded on on that news it went right up and it wasn't because they said they were going to hire a bunch more people and produce a lot more steel right it was because oh wait you're, you're putting a 20 percent tariff on imported steel we can raise our prices 20 percent and take get a bunch of free money yeah, so it's all just inflation. So, and the example that the analogy that I used is that putting tariffs on a foreign trade partner is like trying to is like trying to squeeze a water balloon and make it smaller. It I like does, that. Analogy. It doesn't actually get smaller; it just gets bigger somewhere else. So, we, a water balloon. If we start taxing stuff coming out of China, it's going to go. It's not going to come back to the U.S. It's going to go to Vietnam, Korea, Hong Kong, Cambodia, India. Like, it's... Yeah, know, who's next to fill in with uh, you know, cheap taking labor, on the cheap labor? Cheap labor, cheap raw materials. Reshoring uh, all of these things back to American yeah, and so soil. This, this, was your, this was your point in, in the piece that you wrote about this, was that, you know, the dream is to... You know, for then this baffles me, but the idea that we're going to bring 
you know, an iPhone factory to the U.S. and people will actually want to work in that. Right. And, to, and that. Uh, to, 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 to rebalance instead the of offshore export instead, ratio. Instead of offshoring and outsourcing, we are reshoring and insourcing. Yeah. But well, has that actually played out? Um, no, no, it has not, not so yet. far. No, it's not. Uh, we, uh, we write about it in the article, uh, uh, such as the analysts and experts, project it out and look at it so far but i feel like that must be the end the end game and it's similarly and related is our next headline producer price data showing surging trucking and transportation rates what's the what's the what's the takeaway to you about this this piece from ibrahim yeah so th- this, is, this is by uh ibrahim Bayan, our chief economist um and he's talking about the producer price index, right? Which is, you know, when, when we the PPI. when we talk about inflation, most people focus on the CPI, yes, the, the consumer price index, which is like, okay, you know, a gallon of milk costs this much compared to what it used to. A, a gallon of gas costs this much, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And and so it's about price. It's about trying to get at inflation based on prices paid by consumers. The PPI looks at the other side of the economy. Of the continuum. Which is, which is um, the prices paid by manufacturers. So how much does electricity cost? How much does water cost? To how, produce. How much does... Or, or no, yeah. like, 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 like... As it's coming if into you need, us. Uh, to a factory. Yeah. Like a factory right. is Manu- consuming a electricity. Point of a factory view. is consuming water. A factory needs, you know, industrial real estate. You know, a factory and, and and manufacturers also need transportation. And that um, the rapid inflation in transportation costs since you know um, we're seeing huge since inflation. middle of, since the middle of 2017. As we know, as you know, it's affected. Sh- yeah, go ahead. It's affected manufacturers. It's affected shippers. It's, it's, and, it, and it, you know, it's kind of interesting because there's an interplay. Once the PPI starts going up high enough, you're going to start seeing it in the CPI, right? Sure, and that is, I think, part of the the yin and yang of it all. Um, you know, like we're, we're seeing, I think one of the huge takeaways of the story is that, you know, the, the PPI inflation has hit a six and a half year high this June. Right. The rate of inflation is like what, like over 3%. Yes. As according to the charts of the year over year growth. And they're also one of the things that we're dealing with is that you know that we're we've we've talked about it and we've talked about it and we've talked about it the capacity crunch of 2018 is spilling into other modes of freight transportation now. definitely definitely so 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 fascinating stuff somewhat disturbing stuff but because you, and it's 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 almost like the tariffs like like the way that like oh so you raised you know I'm an American producer of aluminum yeah. cans you raised tariffs on imported aluminum cans so i get to raise my prices too yeah railroads have the same kind of relationship with um trucking right basically if if there's crazy trucking rates happening they're like oh well we can we get to raise our rates because and and we get some spillover and then we get to raise our rates uh uh, it's 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 stuff you're you're hearing it here. Like, how much more can our growing economy absorb? It's growing. It's exciting. Starting to hit some real issues 
which I feel like, and I said I feel again, I, I think that like I, what I'm seeing is signals of of inflation and, oh, unless sure. something is for giving sure. like we're we we the consumer are going to start feeling this um yeah. and you know it, like while we, we we keep talking about uh all these you know capacity issues we've constantly talked about because because it's a major issue the 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 driver problem in trucking however right, one wants right. to define it and, right, and, right, right, and yeah, it's 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 directly linked to the PPI, right, and ooh, and, and, the, like and the, the rising cost of transportation for manufacturers. It's directly related to the driver shortage problem. And you know, maybe it's it seems like a weak question in some ways to ask, but you know, like can you 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 like in a great economy where employment is as low historically as it's about ever been in the United States, can you help make a dent? Can you move the needle in the trucking problem, uh, the driver problem, by in some way appealing to the younger generation and making trucking in a different way cool again and i guess what i like you know so it's not just such like it's not just an obvious you know like back in the you know the days like of 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 d you know before things were deregulated you know like 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 truckers literally were were considered cool like right it was cool to be a trucker there was romantic ideal you were you were the king of the road you were a trucker cowboy now, slowly but surely, incrementally, as things have become, you know, much more techy and, and regulated. Exactly, we're almost in an era of re-regulation. Ooh, I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, because you, you, we were deregulated, right? And then, and it was still, it was still, and, and it's important to you know say that, of course, compared to you know, pre nineteen eighty, we're still deregulated. Like, you don't need permission from the government to run. To, you know, to haul freight in a certain lane like you used to. Right. Um, it's, it's completely, you know, it's different but, than that. But, but it is so measured. But now the government literally knows every single thing you do in your They're, You're breaking when you take a left-hand turn. Right. It's not the same animal. Right. And so how to the millennial generation, but even... Maybe even younger than that. You know, we've talked, we've given a lot of, like, because I mean, millennials, you know, are, are 30 somethings, right? Well, what about the, the, the early 20s somethings? Like, how can we appeal to, to well, however we define exactly right, right, these, right. these constituencies or socio demographic populations? Uh, how can we appeal and make trucking cool? In a in a techie kind of way, and and this article that we wrote was exploring this. Yeah, and uh, you know, like one of like we talked to a CDL marketing, um, and you know, one of the things they work on are digital strategies to encompass you know every aspect of online recruiting. Right, uh, and they they constantly are are looking at how can we make trucking cool. Um, for, and helping carriers of, of all sizes and, and you know private play everywhere they're looking at like how can we do that and you know um, the COO uh, Ben Ani who was actually on for our five good minutes um, last week 
He said, uh, I talked to him this this week and he said, for our parents' generation, it was all about how cars were cool and there were muscle cars and all that. He was like, nobody in our generation cares about that anymore. In the past, right. trucks were really cool. What are you driving? What's your equipment? That is, you know, that is not it. I kind of yeah. think, though, that that's being a little undersold. Like... Well, the more I learn about like the physical truck itself, cool, the more I think but... it's it's an incredible machine. Like these, like these trucks completely are, agree. are hauling tens of thousands of pounds all day, every day, over a hundred thousand miles a year. Yeah, yeah. They way outclass any. It's like you know, dinky consumer vehicle you totally. know, you can buy. Like, I remember I remember like, thinking how cool it would have been to, to be just like to have a little van when I was like in, in like college. Like just like to have a van, how cool that would have been. I could I could sleep in it, I could do I could like travel the the, the you know the country and, and you know that that would be van, awesome. In they a van could, down by the river. <laughs> but no, like but they could do a lot more than that. Like, in these. I think it just if you if you can understand how to operate your truck like professionally if you look at all of the dials and the gauges and you see what's going on with the engine and the oil and the transmission and the rpms and, and the, the load on what, the engine yeah. i think like if you can tell people like you actually have the opportunity to operate an expensive <clears throat> highly engineered machine and do a critical job like and you know, that is maybe how we can make things you, cool again. And yeah, and you pay them like, enough to do that. Pay you them tre- enough, that's a different them, issue. You treat them like a, a okay. professional. Well, right, treat them like a professional. But the things that, like, part of the, the like, instead of, like, shying away from, ooh, the freedom, the independent, let's embrace the technology, let's embrace the high-tech aspect of it, you're on the road, let's make it as comfortable as possible. And, and like, you know, have streaming services, have cool ways of playing video games, um, you know, fr- from that branding creative side. Look, look at the day in the life. Think of it as a career. Right. Like, like, like those kinds of things are missing from right. a lot, of, especially apparently, according um, to Craig Jablon- Jablonski and and Ben Ani, um, is is like what what's missing is. Like, you know, they're not really telling them, like, there's, the, of the carriers that are in the 100 to 500 range of trucks, like the mid-sized, not the super huge, right, but right, not the right. not the small ones, but like the, the mid-sized, they could be doing more of and branding. I, I wonder about how many more, like, <clears throat> services they could offer their drivers to increase quality of life. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly. Totally exa- agree I, with you I'm not going to pretend like I know I, exactly how this works, but yeah. like. Why can't carriers arrange for parking for their drivers in advance? That's a great suggestion. Like, why and, don't you know, they do that? and actually, as a result of writing the story, I've, I've, I've learned about a, a few more um, carriers that actually do actually do more. But one of the things is it's not necessarily in a carrier's best interest to come out and celebrate how they're killing it with letting like with with having like great driver retention because if they let the world know about their secret sauce they get copied then they can get copied yeah. so it's an interesting thing that's why it might be harder than 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 uh the meets the eye to to find also though 
I wonder, and this is, we're riffing here, but what about that guy you told me about? That, that guy who is a super techie dude, a driver who's super techie, keeps up with his stats, yeah, makes it a yeah, game, yeah, 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 promotes yeah. it on social media. It's a new generation. Uh, Joel Morrow. Okay. On, Morrow on um, LinkedIn. He is, he's a, He's a, you know he's a four million mile driver. He is obsessed with MPGs, and he average like basically like he goes cross country all the time, hauling all different kinds of freight. Super you know, smart dude over the mountains, and super with, techie. Obsessed with data, loves just squeezing you know the most efficiencies he can get out of his truck. Like he, I would get into that. His con- if I were a driver, I would get into his that. consoles. Look like. You know, it's like the Millennium Falcon. It's like a space. It's like he's Han Solo <laughs> out there. You know, running, running his freighter. You know, dodging the Imperial Star Destroyers. You know, getting, okay. You know, now get, you are making trucking cool again. Get, getting right like here, right eleven now. to twelve MPGs, like which is harder than meets the eye, oh, especially yeah. when you're going over mountains. Oh, I mean, and, well, and Sh- Shell had to build uh, a truck out of carbon fiber to get eleven MPGs, and yeah. did they? Well, that's another subject, and we're going to talk about Shell in a moment. Um, True. I think this is this is great stuff. Uh, I think though we need to shift gears, as yes. they say, and uh, let, let's let's talk about um, the uh, the, the oh, new yeah. frack sand giant being born uh, amid um, well an industry shift such as you covered. Yeah, and I'll be quick with this, but basically, yeah. um, it's really interesting though. So you know, surprisingly, when you're talking about sand, right, right. Right. And so, you know, fracking, uh, hydraulic fracturing of shale rock formations to get oil and gas requires a lot of sand and water and other kinds of propant mixed in with that um, to, you know, basically hit the rock, make all the stuff fizz up out of it. Um, And so frac sand, you know, and we're talking a lot of frac sand. So last year, the demand by just by the fracking industry for sand, sixty three million tons. That's projected to reach. You're getting pretty granular now. That's that's projected to reach a hundred million tons this year. Okay. 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 And so historically, so it's trending up, up as I understand. It's trending up. Um, three things I want to talk about though. Um, yes. So the biggest, sorry, the newest frac sand company. Covia Holdings is also the newest. The, the, sorry, the newest is also the biggest. Market cap of about $2.2 billion. In an industry where there's another one that's about $2 billion, another one that's about $1 billion, and a couple that are, you know, a bunch of that are around kind of the, uh, you know, you know $2, okay. $250 million. What about them? Um, they emerged out of this merger um, last month. And it's interesting because they're they're the industry seems like it's consolidating, you know, and, and getting big these bigger and bigger players at a time when a lot of things are changing. So um, historically, the frac sand has been mined in places up north like Wisconsin and Illinois. Yeah. The sand's been loaded onto rail, put down south, you know, into you know, to, you know Texas, Louisiana. Oklahoma, you know, the, the major right. shipping. Right, we're all very familiar with the Permian Basin. Right, right, right. This is beyond um, that. But now but now production is shifting to yeah. locally sourced sand. Ooh. It's cheaper, 
and it allows for a different kind of well to be exploited. Um, certain kinds of geologic formations that require more intensive use of sand can now be profitable because the sand is being sourced locally and they're, they're getting out of the 30 to $60 a ton cost uh, that it takes to transport it by rail. Um, so that's kind of interesting. So, so the sources of sand are moving closer to the actual oil production sites. Okay. That's one thing. The other thing is that a lot of these mines are now coming online. And actually, we're talking like 11 mines coming online by the end of this year. Um, we're talking about even an oversupply of sand. Like like even, even, oversupply of sand. Even even though you heard it here first. <laughs> even though the demand for frac sand has gone up a lot this even this year and, and last year, um, now there's so much that people are saying that like th- this could like crash the prices. So it's 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 an interesting and a weird and possibly a risky time for you know to build a giant you know to build the biggest frac sand giant corporation ever at a time right when the prices might be hitting a, a, a bottom yeah you, you, does that make sense y- yes yes uh and it's it i think in in that case it's interesting and things are happening in that's in that segment in that space um yeah um so that's that's i mean that's that's that i mean there, it's you know and all the sand of course is being delivered to these uh rigs you know by truck i mean that's that's you know, sort of the the bottom line for us is that is that it's 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 going to be less demand for railroad capacity carrying the sand, more intensified demand for last mile, uh, you know, truck delivery. One of the one of the most fascinating things I, I find about uh, you know tracking logistics and stuff is the way that. Uh, you know, it's like the hip the hip bone is connected to the the, the thigh bone, or you know, the, yeah. is is the like the bone, way the that what, bone, right? You know, it's like it's like that to me. That's what's interesting. Is like you know, how does you know sand yeah. connect to the fracking, connect to the oil, connect and the rail, to the and, you know, rail the, yeah, so the, the, the truck, the trucking, it was the, the, the driver. It was like this brief boom time for rails, saying like, oh, we're moving all this sand that people desperately need yeah. for oil, and yeah. now, and now, you know, Union Pacific is giving guidance that they're. Uh, you know, sand volumes are going to go down. Right, the rest of right, the year. right. What? And it just, it's all connected. It is. It really is. It's so, it's so crazy and fun. Uh, it's actually fun. Like if you took any one of them by themselves, maybe yeah. not that interesting, but you take it all together and you start to put together a little bit of the picture. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, okay. And our, our last uh, major headline is uh, that, that we're trying to cover in this busy week of fantastic headlines um, is the uh, is the interesting thing, and and as our theme of the global and domestic economics um, connects to everything, um, is that the Shell CEO uh, at at a conference in the UK last week suggested a swifter ban on diesel cars in the UK. So the the yeah. ban yeah. to be in like by 2040. Yeah, yeah. No so, more yeah, you so, know, fossil so, fuel cars. So the yeah, and they're not, saying, you know what, not only not in 2040, but let's make it sooner. Yeah, yeah. They're like, like saying no, it's even faster. Like, and we're like, wait, what? You're you're shell. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like, you guys, <laughs> right. You guys were the ones. That's kind of cool. You guys were the ones who spent all the money proving, you know, supposedly proving that like a a diesel truck could like be really efficient. And do all, like <laughs> that was a fun project. Let's give them cred there. But that, let's not digress. This was this was right. And so like, why would they say that? Why would they say that? The answer is Shell is buying up electric charging infrastructure. Whoa. That's that's I mean that's that's why. So they're they're trying to almost conceive of themselves as sort of some kind of omni channel energy company. Hey, oh, fossil fuel like I mean, you know, fossil I mean, yeah, like we're not just gas, we're not just oil, we're not just, you know, whatever, like we're not just about carbon yeah i like it i like it. it's a cool story by mariah yeah um, by mariah baker check it out uh and like they're laying down the gauntlet and like suggesting very interesting that um, like in the uk and 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 elsewhere in europe and who knows what's happening in the u.s but like in, in an international way saying look like let's go all electric by an okay 2040 seems like a long way away it's not to say that your base your world is turned upside down like it's so that's to me that's really fascinating it's interesting well, that's yeah, that's so, cool so shell's you know one of shell's biggest competitors in the british isles is of course bp right Br- british petroleum yeah um and they recently and- acquired a company with 6,500 charging stations in wow. just in Britain. Yeah, they're doing a great marketing campaign ever since the, the, the yeah. Gulf, you know, oh, like God. oil yeah. spill. You, you watch a BP ha- commercial. just t- happened, right? You watch a BP commercial you know, today and green. it's like some like oceanographer like like in in the arctic like and they're like what Wait, oil what no. right right what? no we're green and yellow look at our branding and, and no wa- it's and, great and, and ice and right. like, like nothing's <laughs> yeah. melting no not at all no all is well uh, la 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 no, i don't hear you no but anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh it is time for us to run down now because we are coming we're heading up i'm gonna quit talking i'm just gonna say are you ready for big deal little deal what's the deal with you i'm ready big deal pickle okay and i am going to begin with you and go hyperledger fabric 1.2 private data collection make b2b collaboration easier big deal or little deal it's a big deal before this you would have to have really labor-intensive active management of channels to secure private data now you don't Hylian acquires battery supplier, strikes strategic partnership with Toshiba, big deal or little deal? It's a big deal, especially if they can use their regenerative brake technology to make any truck a hybrid. Freightstar opens door to more flatbed revenue with partial loads service offering, big deal or little deal? I think it's kind of a little deal because right now flatbeds are enjoying the highest rates they've seen in years and they're leading every other mode. So, I mean... Do they need extra revenue? Intermodal is just one piece of what Deutsche Bank sees as an improving rail picture, big deal or little deal. It's a big deal. It's This is the, when we talk about spillover from truckload to rail, we're talking about intermodal and yeah, it's, it's happening. Ohio moves forward on autonomous, but public still needs assurance. Big deal or little deal? Big deal. It's all about public acceptance for autonomous ad- adoption and Ohio's an important state. Is the fallout from the Dynamax decision a big deal or a little deal? Little deal in the short term across the U.S. In California, it could have huge impact for anyone involved with the independent contractor model. 
Used truck prices continue to be strong in May, but equipment supply remains tight. Big deal or little deal? Little deal? OEM suppliers can't provide needed components fast enough and there's a bottleneck. Mac and Volvo develop technician training programs in conjunction with community colleges. Big deal or little deal? Little deal. We're not facing a crisis in technicians, just a shortage, and we'll constantly be adapting to new technologies. And we nailed it! Booyah! Yeah! Good times, and happy to bring you another episode of What the Truck. And that'll do it for the big stories this week. As always, we go into more detail about each of the topics we've talked about today on our website, FreightWaves.com. We will continue to publish this podcast weekly, so be sure to subscribe to What the Truck on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, make sure to leave us a review to let us know what you think of our new podcast. And if you're interested in freight economics and finance, come to our Market Waves Conference at the Gaylord Texan Resort and Convention Center in Grapevine, Texas, this November. Visit marketwaves18.com to learn more about this event. That'll do it for today. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week on What What the the truck. Truck.